Welcome to the Under 8 Podcast, a daily college basketball show brought to you every weekday in under eight minutes. At the time of recording, it is Thursday, December 21st, 5.15 p.m. My name is Josh Malnix. On today's pod, quite simply, a Christmas wish list full of college basketball topics. It's all right now on the Under 8 Podcast. Josh Doring, what would you like for Christmas? <laughs> First thing I want, Santa, is <laughs> for the Purdue men's basketball team to make the Final Four. Sure. I don't care. I mean, I care a little bit. But I don't really care if they win the national championship. Mm. I just don't want them to get upset again. And here's why. There's a very specific reason. First okay. of all, Matt Painter deserves this. He's the next guy in line of best coaches to never make a Final Four, right? Mark Few had that title. Mark Few got to the Final Four. Now we don't talk about Mark Few that way. The next guy for me is Matt Painter. Sure. The real reason, though, is that not only is just the Purdue conversation annoying that we have to revisit this every year, and I don't want to do it again, especially with this team, Mm -hmm. but everyone, whether it's football or basketball, talks so much about head-to-head, right? Every time we make the college football playoff, head-to-head has to matter. The fact that Texas went into Alabama and beat Alabama, that's got to matter. And all your quality wins have to matter. We talked about this recently. Purdue does not lose to good teams, generally speaking, Mm -hmm. and specifically very good ones. They beat them. So if we're not going to actually talk about it's not fair to only hammer Purdue for bad losses when, generally speaking, I just don't think we care about it. So if they get to the Final Four and they're going to have to go through some kind of challenging schedule to get there, right, and they get these opportunities to play the best teams in the country, maybe they win, maybe they don't. But at least we can have a different conversation. And if they do beat all of these good teams, then we need to stop the Purdue thing And that's the only fair way to do this because we care so much collectively about who you beat. And we don't really care about care as much about how we don't care as much about who you lose to except for Purdue, because we really care about Purdue loses to and I'm tired of it. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to convince me about the Boilermakers any further. Um, I want St. Mary's to return to national (laughs) mid-major prominence, please. Um, Specifically you want, a platform for Aiden Mahaney. Right? That's correct. I'd like a platform <laughs> for Aiden Mahaney. Um, not for nothing. Gales are four and zero in their last four, starting three and five. They have wins over Colorado State on the road, and they have a win over UNLV. Ironically, two teams that absolutely showed great in the door, which is interesting. Um, they're still absolutely atrocious shooting the ball in every way, shape, or form. They're 346th in the country in three-point shooting. They're oh even lower from the charity stripe, even lower from the charity stripe, 355. <laughs> um, and in that four-game winning streak, they are a whopping like 17 of 82 from the free th- from the three-point line. So um, 
whether or not that happens will uh, is yet to be seen. But um, I would love for more people to care about what Aiden Mahaney is doing on the basketball court right now. And uh, the the best path forward there is for St. Mary's to return to uh, Gonzaga adjacent in the West Coast Conference and just generally speaking to a to a higher level uh, when talking mid major basketball. I would also like to see Gonzaga challenged, so I would be more than happy to second that wish. Absolutely. What else is on your list? Number two. Can we get some competitive high major conferences here, please? I'm getting a little concerned. We're just going to run through them. Okay, the ACC. This is something we didn't talk about yesterday with North Carolina beating Oklahoma. They have played a gauntlet, a historically difficult non-conference schedule. And... Yes, they've taken some losses along the way, but they still look way better than everybody else right now. So we're to a point where it's, can anybody hang with North Carolina for me? Not that the answer is automatically no, but I can see a world in which North Carolina wins this conference by two games. Big 10, we got Purdue and then we got everybody else. Maybe Illinois steps up, maybe Michigan State figures it out, although they're already behind the eight ball with the loss in Nebraska with the 0-2 start in conference play. Mm -hmm. Don't have a lot of confidence in anybody else, but that's, Five didn't necessarily expect that. The Big 12. Okay, we know Kansas is there. Houston certainly belongs in that conversation. They haven't actually done this in the Big 12 before, though. So there's at least some kind of question mark there. And I'm off Baylor's Big 12 champion caliber team. So Houston is the only hope for me. And I I just don't see Oklahoma keeping this up to a point where they're competing with those two teams. Big East. I'm going to be real disappointed if we don't have a really good Big East with how many teams might be in this conversation. You're talking about maybe five. Mm-hmm. At least I we got to get three of them. Pac-12, uh, Colorado. I mean, Arizona is just so far ahead of everybody else right now. And then the SEC, we know Tennessee. We had this conversation the other day. Can Kentucky hang with them? I am sold on Kentucky's potential as a Final Four team as one of the most dangerous teams heading into March. Not so much sold on Kentucky being able to show up every single game in the SEC the way they're going to need to to hang with Tennessee. So absolutely, we could get some really good conference battles this season. I just also see a world in which we don't, mm-hmm. and I would like that to not happen. Yeah, you know, I my, second on my list is for someone to take hold of the ACC. And while I agree with you that North Carolina has probably looks better than everybody else, they still – I. I, I don't have confidence in anybody to put together an ACC 20 game performance to win the conference. It'd be more about what the rest of those teams aren't rather than right. what North Carolina is. Sure. Because I mean, you needed a historically great offensive performance to beat Tennessee at home. Like, I mean, yes, they shot the absolute lights out, but they still gave up 92 to Tennessee in Chapel Hill. Uh, you barely beat a Villanova team. That's looked like one, <laughs> like like looks really bad on some nights and really good on some. So I'm not totally sure what to make of that one. Um, And you're not super convincing at home against Florida state. So uh, I got like, and this is also not something that we've seen like Hubert Davis and his, you know, 15 and five, two years ago, 11 and nine last year. So like, what are we going to get this year? I don't know. 
Um, they don't play defense really all that well. If they, you know, have poor shooting nights, are they going to be able to win enough ACC games? Um, but this is this isn't really just about North Carolina in particular. It's just more about. I mean, I guess Carolina looks better than they were supposed to. If, in my opinion, they look very similar to what I thought they were going to look mm-hmm. like before the season started. They just are way higher in the ACC hierarchy than I thought they were going to yep. be. And so I, I just somebody, will somebody impress me? Will I be really that impressed by anybody in the ACC once we get to February 1st? I don't know. That was a question I asked preseason about SEC. Um, and it has ended up being the ACC that uh, that I'm wondering about that here just before Christmas. Yeah. You got to go down the list a while to find if you're power ranking national title contenders before you get to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Last but not least on your list. Number three. Can we please, when it comes time to talk about the women's final four, actually talk about what happens on the court? Please. <laughs> the answer is probably no, but probably please. Not. Can we have a real conversation about the significance of the final four and actually give these players the respect they deserve and mm. not make this about stuff other than basketball. Not that it is, it's exclusively about basketball, but that is just degrading to these players to not actually talk about what they are doing and what they are so good at mm-hmm. to make it about trash talk and entitlement and visits to the white house and all of the stuff that went with last season. Mm-hmm. You and I had this conversation off the air. We didn't talk about it on air. Let's just evaluate Caitlin Clark, please. And it would be great if we got some combination of South Carolina, Iowa and LSU in there to get a, an opportunity to rewrite some of the narratives of last season and see if LSU can actually do it again. Mm-hmm. Or if, as often happens, specifically on the men's side, it was one of those just weird things where the best team didn't actually end up winning and, and the stars aligned for LSU last season. I want to have to see them have an opportunity to back it up again, to go face those teams again, specifically South Carolina, Iowa, and for us to be better talking about it. There you go. I love it. Uh, I want Zach E to win National Player of the Year. <laughs> specifically because i'm like i don't know why like like the people who are doing this are losers losers this whole idea of zach ed is only national player of the year last year and national player of the year front runner this year because he's tall that he's unfairly refereed and he's can't be guarded and all of these things that are trying to that are trying to be fabricated other than just Zach Eady is a damn good basketball player. You know what we can't, we're not going to be able to have a conversation about if Zach Eady wins back-to-back national player of the years, which almost never happens. The AP player of the year almost never repeats. Like, like almost never. It hasn't happened. Like McDermott did not go back-to-back AP player of the year. Now there have been times where like, you know, you win Naismith one year, you win the AP the next year, but like not like in Luca Garza was not a back to back AP player of the year. Nope. It never happens. The, yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, I, I don't even know the last one. Maybe Tyler Hansbrough. I know that Shibway was the last player of the year to come back since Hansbrough or something. 
first last unanimous maybe yeah no it's a good it's a good point yeah it doesn't there have been opportunities it doesn't happen um the last time someone repeated as ap player of the year i mean i'm uh ralph sampson 82 and 83 okay (laughs) wasn't hansborough wasn't mcdermott and we're on a trajectory right now that Zach Eadie is going to win back-to-back AP national player of the years. And like, and, and shouts to, you know, a, a lot of people who are digging into the data, digging into the efficiencies. Um, uh, Evan Maya, uh, Evan Maya of Evan Maya.com just did something on is Zach Eadie just tall. And he's just a million times better than he was three years ago. Like, because Zach Eady was also once upon a time not a dominant college basketball player at seven four. Yep. Like Zach Eady himself is a an example of how stupid some people are being. Um and if he wins back to back AP national players of the year, and it'd be great if Purdue would go to a final four, so we can't like dock him for that. But uh then there's just no there's just no conversation. There can't be a conversation to be had about questioning the legitimacy of Zach Eady's prowess as a basketball player and using the fact that he's tall to somehow like downgrade his impact it's it's like saying that the chiefs would be bad if patrick mahomes wasn't their quarterback that's the point but patrick (laughs) mahomes is their quarterback and yeah zach Eady wouldn't be the same player if he was seven four but he's seven four so why does it matter and uh and that's that seems like about the best way to make it happen not only why does it matter, that is the reason why he's National Player of the Year is because he's a seven-foot skilled big. Right. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes matters because Patrick Mahomes is better, especially late in games, than any other quarterback in the NFL. That is the whole point. That is why they are MVP, Player of the Year, whatever it is. That's why they get the awards. But not all seven four guys are Zach Eady, and Correct. not all guys that have the physical abilities of Patrick Mahomes are Patrick Mahomes. Right. That's or, why. That's why I want Zach yeah. Eady to be AP National Player of the Year. Yeah. No. You're absolutely true. He deserves. He deserves that recognition. Yeah. You don't just. You don't just throw any seven foot four person out there and get the same results. One hundred percent. Seven foot guy from Missouri averaging four and a half and three and a half right now. It's all that's. But apparently it's only because he's seven four. Um, last one, last side one I have for you is I want Paige Beckers for a week to play like Caitlin Clark. I've talked yeah, about you've, this. You've, we've been, yeah, we've been talking uh, about this. But I, I want it. I want to see it. I don't. It doesn't need to be the the bread and butter for the entire year. But I bet it would be a lot harder for Junior Emma to go away from it if they tried it for a week. <laughs> um, I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think she wants to play like that, and I don't think Gino wants to create a team like that. But uh, I think it would be really fun. The other one I'll throw out there is my kind of extra one. I would like somebody to take a big jump before we get to postseason play. I'm specifically talking about you, Duke, Michigan State, and Villanova. Because mm. right now it just feels like, okay, we got Purdue up there. We got Arizona up there. Those two teams have pretty much solidified themselves. You could throw Kansas in there. If you want to throw Houston in there, if you want to throw some of the Big East teams, Tennessee, maybe. Mm. That's kind of the top tier right now, right? If you want to put Kentucky in there, fine. But there are these teams who, specifically Duke and Michigan State, who had this all this hype in the preseason, who have all of this talent, and teams that could be really, really dangerous in March because of their guards. 
I don't want it just to be an NCAA tournament run. I want to mm. see them pull this together so that Duke is a factor in the ACC. Michigan State can at least challenge Purdue a little bit. And we can see the progression. It's not just, oh, they managed to figure it out for a couple weeks or got the right matchups in March. I want to see these teams actually take massive steps and rewrite the narrative of their season before we get to the tournament. Sure. Uh, sorry, Ralph Sampson slighted you on the third of oh. the three in a row that you won. My bad. How dare you? Sorry about that. 19, 81, 82, 83. No big deal. No big deal. Um, and then a guy who's pretty good named Michael Jordan won in 84. So yeah. it's a pretty good stretch, followed by Patrick Ewing. That That's yeah. in the first half of the 1980s. That It was Samson, 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 MJ, Patrick Ewing. Sure. Sure. See, the fact that you could do that without using any oh, – you. Yeah, the fact you can do that with you out using any first names tells you all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, uh, Merry Christmas to all that uh, are into uh, a Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to any of those who uh, observe something different. We will be back just after the new year. So nothing happened the next week. It's a pretty dormant week of college basketball in general. So we're going to take the time off to regroup before conference play really uh, just jumps right into the deep end. So for now, uh, we will see you after the new year. Uh, please subscribe to the Under 8 podcast. Uh, follow it on Twitter and YouTube. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Happy holidays, and we will see you in 2024.